everybody, and welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, us. It's Ariel and Raylene. Hello. We have we're back. a fun old episode. Yeah, exactly. We're back. Hey. So we took a week off. I think we talked about doing this like as far back as June. Mm. We were like, yeah, we, were like we, should we should do, do a do summer that. week off. Yeah. And then in July, you were like, actually, your anniversary was coming mm-hmm. up and you wanted to like take a long weekend. And we were like, perfect. Let's do that. Yeah. Worked out so great. we took a week off, which was honestly much needed yeah much needed. i like the whole weekend because i basically had five days off including the yeah. monday that is normally like our podcast day so i was yeah. like i just have five days where i don't have to like think about what i'm gonna say on the podcast <laughs> like yeah, that was yeah, essentially yeah. like just like released my mind i was like i can just exactly. read and just do that work later and it felt so good to be able to do that and do you actually want to hear something yeah. really funny that i discovered just now when i sat down to record i do want to when i grabbed my microphone there was a mm. cobweb on it <laughs> <laughs> i was That's like so funny. oh okay yeah i guess it's been a yeah. while <laughs> it- <laughs> It's time to dust this whole thing off. It cracked me up. I that's, was like, "How dare you?" Spider? That's a little dramatic. Yeah, yeah, I, think. I know. It felt <laughs> it felt like a cartoon moment. Yeah, that spider is like a big fan of the podcast <laughs> like, and is like you. angry. Is like a little passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, I think it's just one of those things that happens with everything, but you don't real. It's like you don't realize how much mental capacity something takes mm. up until you do truly take a step away yeah, from it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, yeah, throughout the week, I actually think about the podcast a lot. Mm-hmm. And when we got to take a week off, it was really nice. So anyway, all of that to say, we had a nice time off, yes. but we're also equally glad to be back. Like, I feel oh, a totally. little refreshed. Yeah, I feel, re-energized. I feel good. Yeah, I feel good today. Um, Today's going to be a great episode because of two, actually two and a half things. Oh. First of all, and most excitingly, later on, we are going to be chatting with one of our favorite authors, Miss A.S. King. Mm-hmm. Woo! It's going to be great. So we have A.S. King coming on the podcast. We are so excited to record with her. We haven't talked with her yet. We're going to be mm-hmm. recording that later today. Um, and we're just really excited to talk with her. We've had her on the podcast before. Yeah. Um, it's been a while. She's the best. And we're very excited as well to talk about her new book mm-hmm. because she has a new book that's coming and hitting the scene pretty soon, actually. <laughs> yeah, so um, we'll be chatting with her all about that. That's going to be really, really fun. And we're really excited because we also have like toyed around with having authors on the podcast mm-hmm. before. And we're just like trying to figure out the best way to do that. Yeah. And I think we may have figured it out for this. I think so. I guess we'll see. So like, <laughs> that's the first thing that's really exciting. The second thing is just catching up with you guys after two weeks gone. Yeah. The point five exciting thing <laughs> yeah. is that Raylene just got a little tiny package from me. Oh yeah. In the mail, and Kyle it was delivered kind of, it right when we were about to start recording. Yeah. So it perfect was perfect timing. I'm very excited. Perfect timing. So um. For the for the hell of it, let's start there. Whoa. It really is so tiny. Okay, <laughs> let's open this puppy it up. It really is. Yeah, like a it's, it's, I've never baby. received such a thin little package. Like it's just I a know. baby. Does it not have like a little rip tab? Um, I think it it does, but it didn't want to work, so I'm using uh. my muscles instead. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you've been working out for this yes. moment. So strong. Okay, so there's an envelope and a tiny something in there. I'll. Not look too closely at that while I open the card. Oh, that's a cool sticker. It looks like the Northern Lights or something. Is that what that's supposed that to be? That is what it is. At first I thought it was yes. slime. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. My friend gave me a little packet of Northern Lights stickers. Oh, this is so cute, Ariel. I'm just going to show people I know. the front of the card. It's very cute. It's very like Nova Scotia. Very Nova Scotia. Very fishing vibes. Very fishing. All right. Very We've got fishing. something cute in a little... Wow, this is really loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of overwhelming. A little fact. bit. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, it's an adorable keychain. Oh, it's Gigi uh, from Kiki's Delivery Service. Yay! I love that you saw a keychain and thought of me and wanted to send it to me. That's so, like, beautiful. It's got a little bell on it. 
Yeah, so, so I kind of feel like it should be a Christmas ornament. I agree with that. Actually, I was going to say, I almost want to like hang it on my wall rather than... I know. I feel like a as a keychain, I feel like it would, it would break. Hurt. It would get hurt. Yeah, I think it would break. So when I saw it, I thought it was a Christmas ornament. <laughs> and then she was like, it's a keychain. I was like, well, maybe it's not. <laughs> I don't have to believe that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we talked about this, I think, on the last episode or the episode before that I had gone to a video game convention mm-hmm. or conference or competition tournament. Good Lord. <laughs> Who knows? And um, they had like an artist's alley, you know, like oh, yeah. with a lot of little vendors and booths. And I was walking around and I saw that and I was like, Raylene needs this ornament. Yes. So I, I need Merry any Christmas. kind of any kind of black cat <laughs> Thing yeah, exactly. is my vibe. That's 100% my brand. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was very Merry nice Christmas. of you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all. <laughs> to all. I love that. A good night. Woohoo. <laughs> Woohoo. Um, all right. Well, you know what? I'm going to start us off with my reading update. Mm. Because it is not mighty. Oh, <laughs> scary. <laughs> so what? what's funny is like right before we hit record, Raylene was like, like, we give each other little notes about what we're going to talk about so that we both know what's coming yeah, up. Yeah. And so Raylene was like, just so you know, I do have a haul, and I read three books. And I'm like, okay, well, that's good, because I didn't finish anything. Um, <laughs> so what I think is funny is that clearly we reacted to the um, our break differently. Yeah. I believed, I thought, that I was going to read a lot, mm. because I was like, you know, it's my time off, I can read a lot. What actually happened was my brain was like, okay, you don't need to read right now. You can take a break from oh. reading, because you're not doing the podcast. And so I actually had the opposite vibe. I, I really that. didn't read very much. However, I am in the middle of two books, Ooh, okay. and so I'm going to give an update on my currently reading. Okay. The first one is my audiobook. I started a new audiobook and it's kind of a it's a little bit of a strange choice. Okay. It is called Dopamine Nation mm-hmm. by Anna Lemke and the subtitle is Finding Balance in the Age of Indulgence. Ooh. So this is basically a book about dopamine. Yeah. <laughs> it really is about dopamine. Yeah. Um what that chemical does in our brain and how our current era is very um, interestingly overwhelmed with dopamine. So, like, we're finding so much to be kind of addicted to yeah. is her thesis, her thesis. I'm not saying I fully agree with it or whatever. I'm not a psychiatrist or a scientist, so I, what do I know? Um, but, you know, you know, in the in the synopsis, it talks about all of the high dopamine, high reward stimuli we have, drugs, food, like the abundance of food that we have is mm. so f- interesting when you think about how we were designed, like how we evolved, we did not evolve to have this much food on hand. (laughs) Um, News, gambling, shopping, gaming, texting, Facebooking, like all of the social medias, the amount of stuff that we have, the smartphone, how that's really changed us. Mm -hmm. So I find the topic interesting. I, I do also though, like always take these books with like a pile of salt because pop sci is such an interesting genre and a lot of the time it can be really great but i think that you've i don't know a lot of the time i'm like i feel like they're really over exaggerating stuff yeah. in order to get a whole book out of what could be right. a study right. or an article i am so far enjoying it i am however finding it pretty repetitive yeah. i am basically 50 percent of the way through oh. um and so hopefully i can report back next week or the week after with my final thoughts how long is the audiobook that's a really good question i think it was like seven hours Mm. that's good so yeah and then the other thing i'm um in the mid i feel like i'm like a third into it is breasts and eggs oh yeah i started it the day that you picked it and it has one of the best starts Mm. like best first pages of any book oh that's i've ever picked up it just has such a fantastic start, like a really like we're off to the races yeah, kind of yeah. a feeling like we're, we're it's very exciting. However, it's sort of um, it's a it's very stressful and a little bit grotesque. Oh, interesting. not like not like truly grotesque, yeah. but just like 
there's a lot of hilariously a lot of talk of breasts yes <laughs> I, mean, which, I always wondered I, why that book is called know. that so i don't I know why <laughs> i didn't expect it but grotesque isn't the right word i guess just like explicit Graphic. or uncomfortable yeah, yeah. uncomfortable is go. the word where it's just a little bit like Wow, we're really like talking about breasts a lot <laughs> like and a like lot, in an, an uncomfortable way. So, so far, it's these three women the main character and her sister and her sister's daughter. Yeah. They all come over to her place. Um, she lives, like, main character lives in Tokyo. Her sister and her sister's daughter have come over to stay with her for a while, just for like a couple of days, like a weekend or something. And her sister's obsession right now is with getting breast augmentation surgery or like breast implants or something like that and she's like obsessed with breasts and she's just always talking about them and she's like Mm. they have a they have a spa culture like a like a baths culture in japan where they're like let's go to the bath yes and they just like go steam or and stuff like that uh which is not a thing here obviously so it feels very um different to me but it's obviously normal in the book Mm -hmm. but they go to these baths and they're naked and and they're staring at people and like just looking or not staring but like whatever they're looking around and the sister just keeps she's like look at those breasts and like (laughs) admit it my breasts are weird and so now the sister's like having to look at her sister's breasts and she's just like i don't know what to say so that's what i mean by uncomfortable yeah yeah okay it's just like it's not grotesque brett Bre- there's nothing wrong with breasts but it's just like a little weird yeah it's and like, i think it's supposed to be this. yeah yeah totally. i think it's supposed to be like the main character feels very uncomfortable and she wishes mm. that her sister was like not so obsessed with her breasts and like yeah. everything that goes along with that and then the um i guess her niece her niece has taken a vow of silence sort of like in um what's it called little miss sunshine do you remember the teenager in little miss sunshine yeah i forgot about that yeah he refuses to talk until he gets his pilot's license or whatever (laughs) uh she has refused has started refusing to talk to her mom and to her aunt Mm -hmm. but she talks at school and she hasn't said to her mom why she won't talk to her so it's like that's a bit of a mystery that's going on so I will say I am enjoying the book. I am finding it a, a little stressful. Like, a, it's a little just, like, um, like I said, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But also, it's... <laughs> I'm probably, like, 100 pages in. And what's funny is usually I'd be done the book by now because most of the books I read are 100 to 200 pages <laughs> long, true. right? But this book is 430 pages, which is part of the reason you picked it, right? Yeah. You wanted me to read yeah. a longer book, which I never do. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess it just is going to take me, like, a couple of weeks yeah, to read it. Yeah, you just got to take your time with um, it. Which is totally fine. Yeah. And I also did just want to mention that I also am borrowing it from my library Ooh, nice. and partly reading it on my e-reader, which has just been really convenient at night. Very good. So that's my reading update. There you go, Rowan. Okay. Your turn. My turn. What's okay, up? well, let me uh, <laughs> let me just tell you everything. So mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, last time we met, you knew that I was reading a couple of books. So I've finished both yes. of those. So I'll just jump into those. And then I read another one that you don't know about. So first Ooh. off, let me talk about Taste by Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a renowned actor who has starred in movies like The Devil Wears Prada, Julia and Julia, The Hunger Games, Big Night, and many more. In this book, he recounts stories of food from his childhood up until now, while peppering in details about his life that helped to understand him more. Fun fact, he's married to Emily Blunt's sister, Felicity. The couple met at the premiere of his movie, The Devil Wears Prada, while Tucci was married to his first wife, Kate Tucci, who later passed away in 2009. This book was really great. I um I didn't mm. like zip through it like I originally thought I was going to, and I um I did switch to the audiobook. I can't remember if I mentioned that last time, but I lis- think you did. Listening yeah. to it on audiobook was just so much better. Like he's got a great voice. It's great yes. to hear people's stories in their own voices, etc. etc. Yeah. So I was really happy to switch over to that, and I ended up like playing Mario Kart while I was listening to it, which oh, is so random. Nice. But I was able to just kind of you know have a chill time listening to Stanley talk about food. Um, but in the it's a good thing that I did read part of the physical book, though, because I know that there are like recipes throughout, which he does t- like read out in the audiobook. But it felt a little weird listening to him just like list ingredients and then talk about how to make them into food. But right. there are like r- lots of recipes throughout the book, which I cool. really want to make now because most of them are oh, just like super good. simple like Italian dishes that anyone could probably yeah. make and I would never yeah. think to make. So I'm really just like excited about that aspect. Cool. And um, 
yeah, like I said, uh, the it's about food. Like for the most part, it is is right. like personal stories about like him growing up and you know the the food that he would have with his family and all this stuff. But he also just you know talks about his life, so you kind of get to know him a bit better, which is cool because I didn't really know much about him at all. Um, yeah, like un- something that I didn't realize that he talks about later in the book is he actually got cancer that affected his oh. mouth and it's like his oh, he couldn't wow. taste and like it like messed up his whole like. He couldn't enjoy food for a really long Whoa. time, and it was like, oh my god, it was so stressful to read about. But like, he's okay. Yeah, seriously. Um, but I didn't know that. I didn't even know that that had happened. So that was really interesting to read about. Um, but yeah, I really ended up enjoying it, and uh, I don't really have too much to say. But it was good. If you okay. if you're interested cool. in food and Stanley Tucci, that I would definitely recommend <laughs> checking it out. I still need to watch the movie Big Night, which he like talks about a lot in the book too, because it's uh, okay. a it's a movie about like people having a restaurant and. Um, uh, yeah, okay. so it's kind of one of those iconic things that I just have been meaning to watch and haven't gotten around to. And then the second book that I was reading that I have finished is Oryx and Crake by Miss Margaret <gasps> Atwood. Margaret Atwood was born in Ottawa in 1939 and is still a prolific writer to this day. Her newest book, Old Babes in the Woods, was published in March 2023 and follows characters she has written about previously in other stories, a fact I learned from watching her interview with Seth Meyers, who knew she was on there. Amongst over 50 novels, she invented the long pen in 2004, which is a device that allows a person to write remotely in ink anywhere in the world via tablet and the internet and a robotic hand. So first off, how random is that last fact? Did you know that about her? Uh, No, but I love that. (laughs) I was looking her up on Wikipedia and I was like, she's an inventor? <laughs> so that the just made me love her more. Pen. Long pen. Okay. Yeah. So That's if sweet. you, I don't know why it was invented back then, but I'm sure if it's still in use to this day, it must have come in very useful during COVID because <laughs> it's like a remote signing device kind of thing. I don't oh, know. Wow. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. But anyway, so Orcs and Crake. Orcs and Crake. Oh boy. How do I explain Orcs and Crake? So hmm. last week when I talked about it, I was loving it. And I was loving it. The first half of the book, for me, was like five out of five. Like, I really, really loved the first half of the book. Yes, you were loving it. I was loving it. I found it very easy to read. I found it very interesting. The kind of back and forth between two different timelines and like trying to figure out how they mesh together. I found that whole like intrigue and mystery very interesting. Mm. But it got to a point around the halfway point where, because at the beginning of the book, you know, you've got Snowman in his apocalyptic area, and then you've got him as a child, basically, like, up to the age of maybe, like, 12. And so, like, that's, you know, they're very far separated from each other, and so it was very interesting to just, like, learn about his life as a kid and his family and all that. But then about halfway through the book, he's now older. He's, like, Mm -hmm. 19 or 20. He's going to college, and then his friend Craig is this guy, (laughs) and he's also going to college. They go to different schools, and they're both just, like, really smart guys like studying weird Mm. topics um and so that part for some reason wasn't that interesting to me and i i was okay and also like the book is called oryx and crake right right i feel like crake is a very important character i feel like oryx didn't matter at all and so it kind of the whole time i was like okay what is she contributing to the story and i feel like i just feel like she wasn't really contributing that much to the story like enough to have the book named after her she just kind of felt like a just like a little side piece to the story, if you will. Yeah, so that kind of just like weirded me out. And then as it kind of got towards the end of the book, it did get a little bit exciting towards the end, but it just didn't okay. have that intrigue. Like it kind of just let go huh. of the the whole Weird. intrigue because you kind of, th- around maybe like halfway through the book, I was able to be like, okay, yeah, I think I can see where this is going. And I, I don't know, it just kind of lost me a little. I found it kind of boring, honestly, which was Oof. really sad. So yeah. to answer the question that I'm sure you'll ask, I'm not going to be yes. continuing on with the series. Really? Yeah. I just don't care anymore. Wow. And although that was the I question. think that the next that books, the like question. I think they're all kind of about different characters, but I just don't care hmm. about the world enough anymore. Cause like for me, the intrigue of this book was finding out how does Jimmy become snowman? And okay. you kind of find, you find that out in this book. Okay. And I feel like I don't need to know more about the world hot damn so i just i just said no sorry i don't want that anymore so unfortunately like i still i would say liked it in the end like i didn't hate the book by any means because i did love the beginning like i really loved the beginning so i would still recommend it if you're interested in it it just didn't quite work for ruben unfortunately old rube yeah so i spent the first maybe like week of our time off 
just like reading those two books and it kind of took me a long time to get through them so i feel like i could have read a lot more if i had like just started something new right at the beginning of our vacation so i feel like i was kind of slogging through oryx and crake unfortunately and it kind of ruined my mood a little bit almost like dragged you down yeah it dragged me down and so i was like okay you know what i need to read something quick and short and i wanted to read something for women in translation month so yes i oh what? Yeah, are you excited? No way. <laughs> I read Astral Season Beastly Illegal. Season by Tommy Illegal. Illegal. <laughs> illegal. Illegal. I think I think that's slightly illegal because <laughs> I bought that book before you did. And I think you then bought it because of me. Definitely. So now I'm like, crap, I should have read it first. I mean, it's le- It's almost, it's not illegal. It's almost like, um, <laughs> it's a, like a two-way crime. Crime number one was I should have read it faster. Yes. That's the main crime. Yeah. Crime number two is you read it before I did instead of doing a buddy read. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. The problem is but we you know can't what? buddy read everything. You know, that's it's just so never going to happen. We do like two a year. So <laughs> we like, there's so many buddy reads we want to do. All right. Um, well, let me tell you about the book and then we, yes. maybe you'll want to read it. Maybe you'll want to read it. Okay, 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 okay. Tahi Sayate was born in Kobe, Japan in 1986. She started writing poems on the internet and won a prize for her first poetry collection. And Astral Season, Beastly Season is her first novel. Kalau Almani, who is the translator, is from Kailua, Hawaii and currently lives in Tokyo. He has worked on the novels of Fumi. Minori Nakamura, and most recently this novel, Astral Season, Beastly Season. This book, first of all, I went into it kind of expecting it to be similar to Idle Burning. As we've discussed, totally. Idle Burning is another book that is about, you know, people who are obsessed with an idol and yep. something kind of sinister happening with the idol. And that those are kind of the two similarities that these books have. This one was much more sinister than that book. Ooh. That book is kind of just more about like a girl being so obsessed with someone and not even like wanting to protect them necessarily, but just, yeah. you know, just kind of being in that Obsession. situation. Whereas this book is about two high school boys. They're both 17 and they're both obsessed with this underground idol. So she's this idol that right. a lot of people don't actually even know who she is. And she's kind okay. of local to them. Like they live close to her. Oh, One of them okay. has found out where she lives, like stuff like that. Like, so it's a little bit more like creepy, a little bit more like stalker vibes. And at the beginning of the book, it is announced that she murdered her boyfriend. And yeah, yes. the ki- the ki- I'm going to call them kids because in my head they were like 13 the whole time. I didn't realize they were 17. But um, they they are like so devastated by this. And the not, not the main character, but his friend. They're not even really friends. They just kind of discover that they're both fans of her and are like they join up together. And um, this other guy says, we have to protect her. We have to make them think that it was us who killed that guy and the main character's like sure like what do we what do we do how do we do that thinking like it'll just be some kind of easy normal thing to do but this other guy decides i need to kill someone else in the exact same way so that it looks so that i can kind of lead them on a trail towards me and he's like i'll leave clues so that they can figure out it's me and all this stuff because at the beginning like they don't believe that she actually did this so it all starts out as them just like trying to kind of take suspicion off of her but it turns into something more sinister which is i need to actually become like the suspect and actually do these bad things so that the police will come after me. And so the main yeah. character is kind of grappling with that. He's like, oh, I don't know if this is like the way we want to do this, but this other guy just starts doing it. And so it becomes this kind of crazy um, like moment for the main character. And the thing that I really liked about this book actually is that it's split into mm. two distinct parts. At first I right. was like, are these two separate novellas? But they're not. It's just split into two very distinct parts. So the first part is really focusing on that. And then the second mm. part is from the perspective of one of their classmates, And it's like after everything has gone down, after this whole situation has been wrapped up and it's her like grappling with what does this mean? Like this guy was Mm. someone I was friends with and he went on like like a killing spree. Like, what does that mean? Like, how do I feel about that? And it's like really kind of goes into her feelings, which was really interesting to see like a couple of different, very different perspectives. So it was a really like thought provoking book and for such a short little book, like it really packed a punch and I really, really liked it. Like. I liked it a lot. I liked it more wow. than Oryx and Creek, that's for sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that I decided to read it. It just hit at the yeah, right time. Yeah, that's so sick. Yeah. I'm so glad that it worked out because it has like, 
God, everything about it is perfect. The cover, the yeah. title, yeah. the look, the tininess of the book, mm-hmm. the the synopsis. And it's so sad when something is like that and then it falls a bit flat. Yeah. You're like, and God, I, the marketing team did everything right, right. But the book is a little bit of a yeah. letdown. I also was kind is, of worried because it has a lot of like low reviews on Goodreads, which oh. I always take with a grain of salt with Japanese novels because I feel like there's so many times where people might have come to it not realizing that it's going to have a totally different vibe from maybe what people are used to reading Uh, and so I'm I'm like you know what 3.4 that doesn't mean anything that doesn't mean anything to me I'll give it a try and I I ended up really liking it like it's been I'd say one of my more favorite Japanese novels I've read recently oh really okay cool yeah like it's still like a four star read, but it, it's up there. Yeah, like, I really like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kept thinking about it after I was finished reading, and I just mm, want to tell everyone about it. Sign. I'm just like, this book is so interesting. So yes, really, really enjoyed that's it. That's such a and good sign. Yeah, I really, I think you should read it. It is kind of creepy okay. though, so maybe save it for fall. I don't know. Maybe that might be. Might be yeah, more of a fall maybe it's vibe a bit of a fall book. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's some murder vibes. Yeah. I, uh, murder what's, vibes. <laughs> what's funny is I filmed um, a reel for our Instagram. Oh, yeah last week i filmed two at the same time i filmed one that was like women in translation books that i recommend yeah and then one was women in translation books i want to Ooh, read and I, that one was in it <laughs> but i put that one in it so we're Perfect. clearly on the same brain uh brain waves. absolutely that's sick. absolutely that's sick that that has a stamp of approval hell yeah stamp stamp <laughs> Um, okay, well, so that's all the stuff you read. What are you going to be re- What are you reading? Ooh, okay, well, I'm actually going to just start with my book haul because I'm okay. I'm reading Party. one of the books that I got. Ah, so nice, nice. I'm just going to take you from the top, and I have a lot, so I'm just going to kind of try to zip through them, not talk about them too cool. much. But the book I'm most excited about is On Top of the Pile, so we'll start with that. I finally got Only Child by Rhiannon oh. Navin, which is a book that I think I recommended without having read it. Brenna <laughs> Thumbler read it, loved it, oh, and then told oh, us about it. That's so funny. And so I've been mean. This has been like my number one most wanted book. And for some reason, it was like a mashed potato purchase. I don't know why. Mm. I just kept like I had it on my wish list, and it's like the book yeah. I wanted most. But I kept not buying it because I was like, Classic. I need to wait until the perfect moment. And now Classic. I'm just so excited to have it because I really want to read it. It's told from the perspective of a, I don't know if he's five or six, he's in the first grade and there's a school shooting. Okay. So it's a very stressful oh, <laughs> book told from the perspective of a child, which just sounds perfect for me, obviously. You all know I love room, so that's that's that. That's what I want. All right, mm-hmm. next up. Very excited to have Fangirl Volume 3, hey, the manga. fantastic. It's so cool. pretty. This actually was perfect timing because I didn't realize it was out and you texted me about yeah. it yeah like the day before it came out or the day after like something like that and so i just immediately was like well like i guess i've got to buy this um yeah you know like when you're on vacation you buy books my vacation was at home Oops. but still i needed to buy the book <laughs> so i'm really excited to finally have this one and something i didn't realize or i guess i kind of realized it but the first two volumes like each one has a different season on it which is really cool like the first um. volume is fall the second volume is winter and this one now looks like spring so i really love the aesthetic of the books very very good next up another very exciting one that people have been messaging me about quite a lot (laughs) did you see it a little bit yeah (laughs) i saw a little peek of it i got she and her cat by makoto shinkai and naruki nagakawa which is the short story collection version of this i have the manga version of this that came out many years ago so i think that maybe that's going to be one of the short stories like will kind of be that story or maybe it's a bunch of short stories about the same woman and her cat maybe i have no idea honestly but so many people yeah. have like recommended this book to me and it has been on my wish list since the moment it came out so i'm glad to finally have it it's also like very short like i don't know if you can see but it's like a little teeny tiny it's a lot smaller than i, I thought, thought it, it was be. gonna be a chunky boy but it's not okay next up okay. i got the great gatsby graphic novel oh <gasps> right you sent me yes, a photo of yes, this one this was a teaser trailer i sent to you because you just had to know something i got and um, well raylene told me she bought some books <laughs> yeah. i was like send me one Please. photo <laughs> yeah i was i went nuts i think i have nine nine books oh my god that's so exciting. um but this graphic novel adaptation <laughs> it was adapted by k woodman maynard 
And I'll um, put some B-roll of the art because the art is so pretty. It's oh, just yeah. like the colors are so gorgeous and each page is a little bit different. Like it doesn't follow mm. a color palette, you know, through each page or whatever. But it's, yeah. yeah, I'm so excited to read this. Like I definitely want to read this before the summer is over because Gatsby is such a summer vibe. And yeah. I have been meaning to get this book for quite a while. That's another one that's been on my wish list for a really long time. Oh, that I just kept okay. not buying. And I happened to find it at my local bookstore. So I bought it there. When did nice. it come out? Uh, I feel like it was probably was like... in the past couple of years, but I feel okay. like I've been meaning to get it for like, you know, it Since doesn't it came out, have a probably. copyright page at the beginning. Our graphic novels backwards. Here we go. You, so yeah, usually they're at the last page. 2021, apparently. Okay, wow. So huh. yikes. Two years. That's big yikes. Yeah, I should have <laughs> bought that a while ago. Okay. Next up, I have a couple more that I just got recently. So I went to the used bookstore and just like, bought that mm. book but i also picked up nothing to see here by kevin wilson i don't i love that cover isn't it great yeah it is great this is a book that i've had like in the back of my mind is something i want to read for quite a while and i've just never found a copy of it and i mm. happened to find this at my local used bookstore for seven bucks and so i was That's like perfect. you know what i'm gonna grab that it sounds so weird and so good it's like about a woman who is babysitting her like someone who used to be a friend a long time ago or something her kids she has twins and they spontaneously combust when they get too hot <gasps> like they literally oh light god. on fire um, oh my god so it's like a strange magical realism type of thing and i'm like this is so weird like okay that sounds that sounds great <laughs> it almost sounds Have like I... a bored woman book but with fire <laughs> did you watch the others oh i watched that many years ago yes okay 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 that always reminds me of <laughs> oh, that yeah, because true. like in the others, that's a horror movie where um, her the kids are allergic to the sun. Mm -hmm. So the mom is always closing curtains and locking doors. And it's like a very stressful... Yeah, like you have to pay attention to it all the time. Yes, exactly. You can never stop thinking about it. You can never rest. Yeah. Ooh, that's stressful. <laughs> cool. Okay. This next book I'm very excited about because I think that you may have also purchased this book. I have some oh. insider intel. Um, so I got Swimming in the Dark by <gasps> Tomasz Jadrowski. Yes. So, yes. So, yeah, I don't know if everybody listening to us follows Elias Reads on Instagram, but you should. He has very, very yeah. good taste and uh, reads lots of cool books. And recently yeah. read this book and absolutely loved it. And I was just like, I'm going to just take that recommendation because I've had That's this book on my so radar funny. for a while. I have almost yeah. bought this book for you so many times because it has swimming in the title. Oh, really? But I wasn't sure if it was That's actually so about swimming, so funny. I did it. Okay. <laughs> it's yes. like a coming of age story set in 1980s Poland. And I think it's about two two boys falling in love. That just sounds so good. That's so funny, Raylene, because yes. I saw Elias post those things yeah. on Instagram. Like he was posting all of these yeah. posts about how much he'd love this book. Yeah. And um, at the time he was like, hadn't revealed what book it was. He was like, I just read like the best book of my life. Yes, I'm going to be yes. making a whole vlog about it. And I messaged and I was like, what book is it? Like, I, I don't want to wait for the video. I want to just know. <laughs> And um, yeah, he was like, it's swimming in the dark. And I was like, is that book actually about swimming? Mm. Or is that just like a cool title? Yeah. He was like, no, it's actually about <gasps> swimming and Perfect. blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, I'm buying it. And so I ordered it. I haven't gotten it yet, though. So okay. it's I, coming. I, had, it's I was on for a second, way. I got scared that you were going to say you actually didn't order it. Because, yeah, I was told no. that you also purchased it. Because, yeah, it was funny. Because um, he posted, like, a little picture of the cover that was just, like, a yeah. tiny little corner. And I recognized it. Because, like I said, this book has kind of been on my, like soft yeah, yeah. wish list for a while i guess i've just been kind of like hmm, maybe i should get that but i don't really know anything about it and just yeah. like one strong recommendation was all it took for me to pick it up so yeah and it's really short i wasn't expecting it to be so it's small tiny. so really excited to have that That's so cool and then the last part of my book haul is Ooh. some books that i was sent by penguin random house so thank you so much oh, just exciting. they were gifted to me because i have a new best friend at penguin random house so <laughs> thanks karen um so I requested a couple of very random books. I was actually Ooh. just like browsing Penguin's website and they yeah. had like an article or like a list type of thing that was books to read if you love everything everywhere all at once. And oh, I was perfect. like, perfect. okay. So I selected two books off of that list. So first up, we have How to Live Safely in a Science Fictional Universe by Charles Yu, which Great title. he is the author that wrote Interior Chinatown that I really loved a couple of years ago. Oh, this right. book came out before that one, though. So this oh, is one that wow. okay. I 
have been thinking about like reading it, but I've never yeah, come yeah. across it because it's kind of like an yeah. obscure book almost. And um, I don't know what it's about at all, but I'm so excited. It's kind of like <laughs> random graphs and like kind of interesting oh. formatting throughout the book. Sick. So I'm really, really pumped about that. Like, I'm just going to show it to the camera. Like, what is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the heck is that? So Yeah, I'm, what is that? <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'm really excited because I loved Interior Chinatown so much. Like, such a thought-provoking and funny book. So I feel like mm. this hopefully will have, have similar vibes, but we'll see. And then the next book that I got off of that list is called What My Bones Know, a, a memoir of healing from complex trauma by Stephanie Fu. So this mm. is uh, a little bit more of a stressful memoir vibe, which I love, obviously. Like I, I'm so interested in learning more about people and people's experiences. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I don't know too much about this one. I know that the the author was diagnosed with complex PTSD, I think, was mm. due to her childhood. And this is about that experience and, like, her being diagnosed and kind of coming to terms with that. So really, really intrigued to get into that one soon, wow. hopefully. And the last book is what I'm currently reading, which is why I saved Ooh. it for last. And that is okay. Happy Place by oh, Emily neat. Henry. So wow. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really loving this book. So let me yeah. just tell you a little bit about this book. So I... My experience with Emily Henry is that I've read Beach Read, but I haven't read any of her other books. So I have right. like this okay. gap in in yeah. her. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and read them all now. Now I'm convinced like she's she's my romance go-to. I like Taylor mm. Jenkins Reed and Emily Henry. That's all I need. Nice. So <laughs> this book, and this is her newest one. So um, go out, go get it if you think this sounds good because it's so 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 good. So it's almost like an adult. Uh, the summer I turned pretty a little bit. Not quite, but a little bit. So the main character is this woman named Harriet. And she, um, in college, like, met her two best friends who have now been her best friends for 10 years. So this is, like, when they're yeah. 30. Um, but it kind of goes back and forth between the past and the present timelines. So the story is about them basically going to this, like, cabin. It's not really a cabin. It's a fancy house by, by the ocean. Yeah. But they call it their cabin and they go there every year. And at the beginning of the book, they go there and the where her friend who's like dad owns this house is, is selling the house unfortunately okay. and so they're like this is our last summer we've got to really make it count and like two of them <laughs> announced that they're getting married and they're like we're getting married ah. this weekend here at the ah. you know it's all happening but yeah. the kind of wrench in this whole plan is that harriet is she is supposed to be engaged to this guy oh, who's no. also a friend in the group but they've secretly oh, no. broken up and not told oh. anyone yet and at, she was planning on telling her friends at this big week when they're, you know, going to be getting together because he wasn't supposed to yeah. be there. But she shows up and he's there and she's like, what is oh, going yeah, on? Yeah. So it's this like, oh, things are complicated. Things are messy because nobody knows that they're broken up, but they're, you know, yes. have to sleep in the same room and all this stuff because they decide Classic. we don't want to ruin this for our <laughs> friends. We need to make it a good week for everyone. So there's, That's you know, so a lot of funny. crazy romance stuff going on. But it is yeah. so funny. Like this book is oh, hilarious. Really? Within the first 20 pages, I had laughed like 10 times because the main oh, wow, character okay. is very witty, like in a way that Nobody would ever talk like this, but I don't care because sure. it's a novel. But you it's know, fun for it's a character. so yeah. fun for a character. Like they just the banter is really, really good in this book because right. all the characters are just so smart and and witty, and I really love it. So if you want something just like truly very fun and funny and super easy to fly through, like I'm about two thirds of the way through it, and I just started it a couple days ago. I really, really liking it. So I have a feeling it's going to be up there as one of the one of the best books i read this year potentially because oh, it's wow. very it's, it's so just so sick. fun and it's such it's a nice fun yeah a nice kind of left turn after all the kind of like stressful mm. books i've been reading i was like <laughs> i need to read a happy summer book before the summer yeah. is over so i'm really really loving it and um, thanks again to penguin for sending it to me because yeah i would probably wouldn't have been reading it if it weren't for that so yeah we will link to those books uh down below and thank you to penguin for sending those over to raylene mm -hmm. oh classic so raylene yeah um all right it's exciting you guys it's time for us to switch over to chatting with as king oh yeah so let's cut to future us and talk with as king about her new book hello everybody and welcome to our exciting author bookshelf diving segment. <laughs> I admit we need a better name for this segment. <laughs> Something will occur to us. Maybe leave comments for what we should name this segment. The deep dive sounds too boring to me. It's been done. Um, but we are here today with the marvelous, wonderful A.S. King. 
Welcome back to the stage, Amy. We are so excited to have you here again. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. I love this idea of the deep dive, and I agree that you need a new name for it. And I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. good at that. So if I think of one, I'll let you know. But okay, thank you for having do. me. I, I loved your questions. It... Oh, okay. I, I'm really glad because I had so much fun putting the questions together. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll admit, I didn't realize that I needed a name until I started introducing mm. the segment. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we did not plan Awkward. that far ahead. Um, but we're here because we're celebrating your new book that's coming up. Oh, so yeah, I want to start yeah. by talking about the new book. Isn't it pretty? Nice. Yeah. Okay. I'll start by telling you. Um, okay. It's called The Collectors. It is my first ever anthology. Oh, and okay. um, I've never edited an anthology before. Um, I've, I've been a freelance editor of other people's novels, but this mm. was so much fun. So to boil it down into kind of the ideas, this is what happened. Honestly, I did wake up from a dream. And if you know me, I write surrealism, okay? So, yes. And if you know me even better, you know that I've been having trouble dreaming for the last few years. So it's kind of weird that I even had a dream. But I had this dream where um, I had a collection of stories about collectors. And okay. so I woke up and I thought, oh, and I walked around for only a few minutes going, oh, I could write a I could write a series of short stories because I mm. love short stories. It's one of my things that I teach up at the college and yeah. I just, I love short work. And, um, and then I was like, no, that doesn't seem right. And mm. then within no time, I came up here to my office and it said weird short story collection. <gasps> and right next to it, it said, and I put, I put, you know, collection about collectors. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a story collection from, for people I, I admire, yeah. writers I oh, admire, wow. or my friends, especially yeah. the ones who are always like, how come you can write such weird stuff? <laughs> mm. And so for me, what I wanted to do was um, do two things. So basically I gave, I, I basically dared nine of my favorite authors, <laughs> right? To write me the weirdest thing they oh, possibly could. And here, and then here's the theme. The theme is it has to be about a collection or a collector. Mm. And that can be metaphorical. It can be, I collect enemies. I collect oh, insults. Yeah. I collect, uh, mm. you know, um, inner, inner thoughts that are unhealthy or healthy for that matter. Um, it could be lint. It could be rabbits. It could be mothers-in-law. <laughs> I don't know. Any noun you can collect, though yeah. some of that is diabolical. Um, <laughs> so I sent them that. And what I said was, um, I have a thing above my desk that's a quote by myself, which is weird, but whatever. Um, it's a quote you got to find inspiration where you can get it, right? And it says, be defiantly creative. And so that's what mm. I said to them. I was like, be defiantly creative. There are no rules. And the other thing I really realized when I was writing the proposal to, to, the, you know, to, to sell it and, and get the project off the ground was that there's a currency in weirdness, especially for writing for young adults. And when I say young adults, I don't actually mean like, teenage kids mm. i mean literally young adults yeah um, and that could be up to 30 in my world because i'm in my 50s so i look back i'm like mm -hmm, yeah i was a young adult until my mid-30s so it's like you know the idea that that young people no matter how popular um actually feel weird on the inside i think all mm. all of us did it didn't matter how if you were like troy from high school musical <laughs> yeah. he felt <laughs> he, he felt weird absolutely right? yeah um, but like gabriella they both you know they i'm sure they both felt weird on the inside though they were popular and apparently mm. knew lyrics to songs before anyone gave them the um <laughs> the songs but anyway my contributor list was stunning so i'm going to tell you who's in this book it's mt anderson um ee e. child and trujillo david levithan car cory mccarthy uh Anna marie mclemore uh greg neri jason reynolds randy rebay and jenny torres sanchez wow. and me so it's 10 stories all together i got to write one that's as well fantastic um, that's what a list yeah, kidding it was great. It was just lovely to basically dare him. I'm like, oh, I dare yeah, you. What you like, I dare you to write something really weird. Yeah. And it, part of it came from an interview I did with Jason Reynolds um, back when Switch came out in, in 2021. And he, he kind of leaned forward. And he's like, Amy, I got a question for you. And he's one of, he like, he reads my books and he's like, a, a, mm. he's a fan. We'll say he, he, he appreciates what I do. But his question was, why don't you just write a straight up book? <laughs> like meaning like not so weird, yeah. you know, like, and I just, you know, I did answer him like, I don't, I don't know any other way to write a book, Jason. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just how I am. And so it was fun to be able to look at him and go, why don't you write me a weird story? <laughs> there you so, go. I can turn and, this around. And, and he said, yes. And I was so thrilled. And I mean, the same <laughs> with everybody to me. I felt just as thrilled about every single person on this, but yeah. it was just so interesting that he'd asked me that. And that, that gave yeah. me sort of a, 
it was a catalyst to, to saying, you know what? I'm not that weird. Y'all want to be weird. Go ahead. Be yeah. weird. And yeah. so, that's What's that is. card in Uno that you put the down and it flips card. it back? <laughs> reverse. Yeah, you did yeah. the reverso card. <laughs> I did. I, I gave a reverso card to Jason Reynolds. But and, and it's funny because what was amazing about editing, there was so many things about editing that I loved. Mm. Like I really want to do another anthology one day oh, soon okay, because cool. it was so much fun to do. But what was amazing is that no matter how weird fill in the blank author, doesn't matter. No matter how weird they're being, they're still themselves. Yeah. Right. 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 So like when I got David Levithan's story and I read it, I was like, that's pure DL. Yeah, man. That's yeah. pure David Levithan. And it was the same with, with Tobin Anderson. And it was, you know, so it's the same. Everybody has this thing that they have. Yeah. And in a way, we can't get rid yeah. of it. Like, and it was no, wonderful yeah. to be weird with it anyway. So it comes out September 19th. Um, it's called The Collector's. It's um I'm, and I you you also asked before I'm just gonna jump in because I know <laughs> yeah. you asked this question what yeah. am I most looking forward to about this book I'm most yes. looking forward to um hearing from more people about the about kind of how these stories are so because di- they're very different mm. authors I mean I think that's the fun part to have Greg Neary who's technically a nonfiction writer right in here you know and say be weird well what does he yeah, think what is that no what does he think weird is <laughs> yeah yeah right? like um. And then to have someone like me, who I honestly, like, I don't want to say that I don't know what my story's about. I do. But, like, <laughs> it'll take a while for me to yeah. go, oh, that's why I wrote that story yeah. then. And that's what it was about. But um, I think, the, like, we're going to do three virtual events. Um, yeah. And that's going to be, like, it'll be groups of, it'll be me interviewing three people each time, right? So it'll okay, be great. Okay, neat. Yeah. Um, and it'll just be during the week, like, the, the week of release. So at least on the 19th, the last event's on the 26th. But it, that's going to be fun. And it's going to be kind of cool to have yeah. them all in one space. Because I can't do everybody at once, because that would just that's be crazy over a lot. <laughs> but um, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm just, I'm that's... looking forward. I just got, we just got word of our second starred review. We've gotten three very Whoa, favorable, very nice. good reviews so far. So... Knock them out. Knock them out. I am so excited about this collection. I was so excited when um I found out that your new book was something so different. Mm -hmm. Like I'm I I like you said, you haven't edited an anthology before. So this is like a very exciting project. Uh you really did answer all the questions I was gonna ask, but I will just add to everyone everything is linked in the description so if you want to check out the book it is linked in the description definitely go check it out we'll link to amy to your instagram as well i'm sure you'll be posting updates about those events there as well um i have one final question about the book what is your collection in the book what is your character collecting that is a wonderful <laughs> question. My character, it's it's a it's layered because of course it is. You're talking to me. It is a collective of 40 million teens, which is about how many teens are in America. Oh right? wow. So okay. it's from the collective point of view. So it's we versus I, except there is a character named Jasper Miller who can I. In fact, he's the only I who can Ooh. I. So all the we's are kind of uh. a little bit salty about Jasper being able to I. <laughs> and have his own thing. Um, so the collection is, there's several. So there's a collection um, of people. Um, there's a collection of um, what Jasper Miller is doing because the problem with the 40 million um, people that we're hearing from, they can't yeah. find home. They can't find mm. home. And so Jasper builds many, many um, skyscrapers inside of himself. And so he mm. has a collection of, of, of dwelling space for mm. all those people who can't find home, he lets them live inside of himself. But with those people come the collection of terrible self-talk mm. and terrible things that have been said to you. And, yeah. th- and so they are, they say some of the most base crap. I was like, oh, this is coming out of my <laughs> fingers. This is terrible. Wow, there's yeah. actually, there's a moment where, of course, because again, it's pretty weird, where they remove their ears and they think about actually eating them. So they never have to hear the terrible mm. things that they oh, say. Wow. And so it's a collection of the, like, it's a collection of people. It's a collection of, of inner thoughts that aren't, yeah. aren't great. Um, and it's also a collection of, of, um, of dwellings inside of Jasper Miller. There's just, it, there's just a lot of collections inside. My so if people were wondering what you said, what you meant when you said weird, and now they get it. They're <laughs> yeah. like, Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. This yeah. sounds so yeah, good. Sounds I'm right so excited street. to read it. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about 
another collection, a very personal <laughs> collection, your bookshelves, uh, yes. the ultimate collection that we are all slowly working <laughs> on till we die. Um, we want to do a bit of a deep dive onto your bookshelves. So okay. Raylene, let's ask the first question here. I think you have them in I front do, of you. I do. What are our book diving questions? All right. So the first question is, what is the last book you added to your shelves? All right, so I came prepared. I'm so, I'm so stoked excited. about these questions. I just went to Europe for a little while and drove around. And I went to this incredible, I, my, my main destination was Ljubljana in Slovenia. Mm. And I've always wanted to go and it was my chance to go. Little did I know that when I got to the Modern Museum, I would find these cool, like, um, they're just like, it's a journal, right? But it so said pretty. the weirdest thing on it. And I was like, what the heck is this, right? So it said... What the hell is going on here? Yeah, it said on the bottom, Glossary of Common Knowledge. Mm. So I was like, WTF? And then it had this sort of stuff on the inside. I'm like, I don't understand what this is. And then it explains, use this notebook to map your glossary. Choose a referential field. Circle the referential field. Choose a term that will correspond to the referential field from one or more perspectives, etc. I'm not going to get into yeah. it. So I was like... <laughs> and then i found these two books Whoa. which are so far the two giant volumes of oh exactly what i just described to you people making a glossary of their common Whoa. knowledge it Whoa. is fascinating i have only really skimmed since i got back because i've been you know um I've been only back, you know, a while, but evidence is a word is this person's chosen word. And they're all like just essays by wow. one person who talk about like there's fragility. Someone wants to talk about what fragility is. And it's like, then there's different you know, in, in context. They'll have fragility from certain artistic practices or fragility of whatever. And then like the word interest. And so mm. it's just... That sounds fascinating. I also think you made a really bold suitcase choice there. <laughs> Those are two giant volumes. Mean buying a new one to bring home all of my books because that's what I did, Ariel. I, I with, respect the hell out of that. I went with two carry-ons. I told my kid, I'm like, listen, we're doing ten countries with two car oh with a carry-on. That's yeah. it. And so we did that, and then we got. By the time we got to Italy, I'm like, okay, well, I think maybe we should buy, buy another suitcase because this these were not the only books I bought at that museum. Because I can't, it was yeah, a summer I, sale. I, I so. so anyway, that's, that's fantastic. The answer to the newest things I added to my shelf. Heck yeah, those. they're beautiful. God, yeah, they a are. gallery or a, a museum shop will always yeah. get yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, all right, Ray. What's the next, next up? Is what is your coolest signed book? <sighs> I'm so excited to see. Cool. Go somewhere. Have, there's a tie. There's a tie. Okay. Okay. So this is cool to me. This is the book that moved me. Oh, you can't see it because <gasps> the shine. This is the book no, that moved yeah. me into the writing chair. This is Salman Rushdie's um, The Satanic Verses. Wow. I have a hardcover exactly like this downstairs that is the one that actually I remember closing. I had to close the back cover and go, I'm mm. doing this now. And I got up and I went into the next room and I started to write oh novels. Wow. I was 24. But this is not that copy. What happened was I saw Salman Rushdie um, at the Philadelphia Free Library one night. He was amazing. The librarians got me free tickets because I Ooh. love them and they love me, I hope still. And um, <laughs> anyway, so he was there. He was talking. This was about, I'm going to say like seven or eight years ago. And um, I was going to wait in line and get my book signed because, of course, I brought my copy. Yeah. And I brought my sister and... I'm not going to get into, but she's like, I don't really feel like it. And for some reason, I just was like, fine, because I wanted to please her because that was my whole life and that has changed and that's fine. But um, that's We're fine. all growing. But, like she didn't understand, like if this was your favorite author and this was so important to you and your entire yeah. life was built on this book because I, my Seriously. whole career, you yeah. would wait for me. Like it's that simple. Unless yeah. long, I don't feel like it. Fine, whatever. Anyway, the next week I went to Portland, Oregon mm. and my favorite librarian in Portland, Oregon, a school librarian named Paige, said, I have something for you. And she handed me a bag. And in it, she handed this because Salman Rushdie went from Philadelphia wow. to Portland. And he didn't just sign it for me. It's got he your name and everything. My name wow. in it. I oh was my like, God. what? And this <laughs> is the cute. best gift ever. I just yeah, don't... seriously. That's but so thoughtful. That's, that's my coolest one. And then my other coolest one is the mm. um, is the Ark of Two Boys oh. Kissing by mm. David Levithan. And the reason it's cool is because of what he wrote in it. It wrote He wrote to Amy 
wife of my next life. <laughs> Which, I mean, they're going to have to fight over me now. The amount of people that say I'm the wife of their next life, honestly. But um, how many anyway. lives are we talking about? I know, right? That's awesome. That's fantastic. I love that. Um, God, I was wondering if you would have a Salman Rushdie or a Kurt Vonnegut mm. one because I know those are like the, the two yeah, crime. I wish I had a Kurt Vonnegut, but I don't <laughs> so have. I never cool. got to meet Kurt. I'm so sad about that. All right, here's another fun All one. Right, what is the oldest book on your shelf? Yeah. And this was also a fun one for me because I interpret everything three ways. But the oldest book on my shelf, I was like, oldest to me, I have the thesaurus I got when I was seven. I'm like, I don't think that's what they mean. And then I found the oldest looking book. Mm, yeah. And this was actually from, this was, um, it's a poetry book. It's, I love that it's called Contemporary Poetry. So I was like, mm, rethink that. Are you going to outlive your title? <laughs> right? But um, that was from 1924. But in fairness... Mm. This is a book that's obviously in POD now, and it's kind of ugly yeah. looking now, but this is called mm. the Pow Wow book. And originally, um, there's a book that, that's really close to my heart, and it's called um, Long Lost Friend by a guy named John, um, John Homan. Mm. And it was, it was technically printed first in 1820. Oh, okay. And okay, when well. I was doing research um, in high school and college, I was using this book, but I wasn't allowed to photocopy it, touch it, take it. Well, we didn't have pictures. We didn't have phones then. Yeah. But like, I couldn't do anything to this book except for handwrite notes. I'd have to go to the library and then they'd kick me out and I'd have to return it like it was like the Holy Grail, <laughs> you know, into this special little glass cabinet. And so I spent so much time with that book from the 1800s that I feel like it's mine even, and it's the oldest one I have, yeah, even yeah. though it's technically yeah. you can buy it on Amazon now, you know? Not to say I would ever promote anyone buying books on Amazon, but yeah, that's yeah. between y'all and God. Um, but, <laughs> but that's technically the oldest book, even though it's Physically, gotcha. it's not the oldest. Well, yeah. that's cool. But the powwow, like the powwow, is Pennsylvania Dutch um, white witchcraft, and it's just a really interesting book for all kinds of messed up stuff because it's all it's all Bible based, right? That's oh, the whole point okay. of white magic. So it's all Bible based, which is so interesting yeah. if you look at today's time, which is the funny thing about the word contemporary. <laughs> but anyway, I, yeah, that's such a fascinating word. Like the whole concept in movies and stuff when you see characters that are like in 1922 and they're like, we can't stand for this. It's 1922 <laughs> for God's sakes. And you're like, we all think we're living in the modern era, but obviously there is no modern era. Uh, that's love nicely, that. crazy town. nicely said there is a modern <laughs> era that's true all right right what's our all next right next one? up what is a book you think is underrated and wish more people were mm. reading Damn. okay so as usual <laughs> got a few i am um, i am um, i yeah i well i've not only got a few but i actually have to i the word underrated hurts me because yes. when they do those what author do you think is underrated they're like a.s king and i'm like ah, <laughs> <laughs> It hurts. I know what you're saying. You're saying is that if you like my work, it's a positive thing. But at the same time, ow, <laughs> that hurts. So what I decided to do was bring you an obscure book that you've probably never heard of that I assigned to every single one of my students because yes. I love it. It won the Prince Honor in 2010. Same year Ooh. I won the Prince Honor, a Prince Honor for, um, for Please Ignore Veradit. Exactly. Yes. It's called Nothing. The author is Yanni Teller. It's a translation Ooh. from Belgium. Um, and it is... A stunning book. Mm. When you read it, you will either think Amy is disturbed. <laughs> mm -hmm. I have had students mm -hmm. come back to me and go, why? Why did you make me read this book? Or students <laughs> that went, oh my God. Mm. Exactly. I'm here for you. Um, it is a really interesting book when it comes. It's a very existentialist mm. book. It's honestly the most existential thing I've ever uh, read. So I'm not going to say yeah. underrated. I'm going to say unknown here in America like for the most yeah. part wonderful book i highly recommend it it's a little old now that it's what whew, 13 years old but it's it's timeless it's yeah timeless good answer Great so book. maybe we need to reword this to just under read yeah maybe, books we yeah. are I under mean, read it's that's just my own personal thing because yeah. i i am like if people are like well, who's the most underrated <laughs> author i'm just like oh great and, and it's like oh Here look, I I have, somebody tagged me on twitter and i'm like oh well, they tagged me as underrated <laughs> which is still a compliment but also it's just this sort of like oh that's reality that i face every morning and i still get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you might be right about that uh let's fine. yeah that's funny it's all good um all right ray what's our next, next one? Uh, oh yeah <laughs> ariel got excited about her own question uh what is <laughs> uh, your favorite bestseller where you totally agree with the hype that's a good one. Yeah. All right. I actually don't know if this was a bestseller, <laughs> but I think it was. And if it wasn't, it was very popular. But yeah, I, uh, I chose personally. Uh, oh, totally. Agree. It's a good one. Pennsylvania author. 
yeah, totally Pennsylvania agree. author, except just the other side of Pennsylvania. But, um, you know, it took me a long time to read this book. Like it was well, I was probably like 10 years after the, well, when did it come out? Um, 10 years after it was published, I'd say, or, or thereabouts. And yeah, it came out in the 90s, which is always surprising. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's 99. All right, so yeah, yeah 2009. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, it might have taken me more than 10 years to read it. But when I did, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like, I can't believe I haven't read that. Same as Jane, uh, was it Jane Eyre? I think I said, we talked about that once before. I couldn't believe that it took me that long to read Jane Eyre, yeah. and then I didn't, I liked it. I was so surprised. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I can't disagree with the hype on that yeah, one. I think it's No, selection. it's so good. And you know what? The movie is so good. I haven't seen because it. Because he wrote yeah. it. Yeah, he yeah. wrote and directed it. So of course it's going to, oh okay. man. Yeah, the book never so gets good. old. Okay, I'll check the movie never out. Never gets old. Okay, our final question. Oh, this one's fun. Do you have a, oh wow. This really yeah, yeah, yeah. Fits. A niche book collection <laughs> that you have. Tell us all about it. Because like I collect cat books, Ariel collects Ellen Montgomery books and all sorts of other things. So do you have a niche collection on your shelves? Speaking of yeah. the collectors, it's so interesting. Put right? your money where your mouth is, huh? <laughs> I know. What's so funny? The only real niche collection I have, and it's not really niche, is that I I try to own everything Vonnegut wrote or had anything to yeah. do with. I am oh, a yeah. Kurt Vonnegut freak, and you can see that he's joined Spot. We now have the him. love child of Sponnegut back there. <laughs> um, that was totally invented by my children. Um, when they, gave me, they gave me two finger puppets, which are right there. And then, awesome. then we were like, oh, that's the love child is Vonnegut. But anyway, I, I have all Vonnegut books. I do collect old, anything that's an old thesaurus. So I have synonym, what they call mm. synonym finders. Um, so any kind of old thesaurus. And I absolutely love old atlases. Now, when it comes to collecting them, I am starting, and I, I said this to Ariel before we started recording. Oh, I said to both of you, really, um, but that I, I'm starting to get rid of my books. And it's one yes. of the weirdest things to get to that age where you're like, I don't need these books. I can go mm. to the library. I can, you know, I yeah. have several, co like I, on one hand, I'm buying books so that I have several co copies circulating in my queer library so that when yeah. the kids come around to my house, they're like, oh my gosh, you have gender queer. And I can just go, oh yeah, mm. here, read it and take it take home it. and see, take and then it. bring it back or not or whatever. And so that's cool. So I'm buying extra books for that, but I'm also mm. like going, do I really need an atlas that shows, you know, the USSR? Like, honestly, <laughs> like I'm aware of where it was. I lived during that time and I don't need this <laughs> atlas anymore, but it smells so good. Yeah, um, and it just looks so freaking yeah, pretty. Yeah, and so I do have, like, and I, I would still, like, old thesaurus. I don't even know if it's thesauri. <laughs> I think it is. But any of those. Thesauri. Right. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much <laughs> as, as niche as I get. That's it. I am. Um, I just wanted to show you, Amy. I actually have two of my Kurt Vonnegut's in front of me, yeah, and this favorite. one I read because of you, and has completely disintegrated. <gasps> Look, I'm so I glad. I know, way. like it clearly has been well loved. Um, but my friend just bought a book binding machine, <gasps> a perfect binder, and I was like, I might be able to put this through that, and it would just glue just them back the together, yeah. together, and add a new little spine. Which I think would be a very cool rescue mission. Um, I think that would be cool. It's a good idea. Very cool. And I love I love that book. God bless you. Mr. Rosewater is still my favorite book. Yeah, Animal Farm's still my favorite book. <laughs> oh, I love Animal Farm. Oh my gosh, that was one of my favorites to teach to literacy students. You know what? Ten chapters. Can't beat it. Bam. It's just ten chapters. <laughs> you can't beat that. That's what I used to say because literally. Right. Adult literacy students, you know, they have this like, oh my gosh, a book? No. Like we've been working on worksheets. We've been working on these things. And I'd be like, no, 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 listen. Mm -mm. First of all, and I'd always have them clip the introduction. We don't care about the introduction. We don't care what people thought <laughs> about this book. We don't care no. what people want you to think about the book while you're reading the book. Just start at chapter one. Um, yep. And I had one student who's like, I can't do that. And I said, hand me the book and I wrote the introduction <laughs> out and handed it back to him. He was like, here, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm crazy. Read the book. <laughs> But 10 chapters, I know. And one of the coolest things about Animal Farm, actually, Animal Farm was, I think, what really copper fastened my feminism um, as a young mm. person. It made me go, oh, <laughs> two legs, right. Bad, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, four legs, bad. Okay, okay. You know, and understanding that, you know, some some animals get more rights than others. Yeah. God, it's so good. It's making me want to reread so it. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, Every me time. too. Every time I read it, I go in and I'm like, Ariel, relax. It's not going to like I've built it up too much. And then by the time I finish it, I'm like, it was somehow better than I remember. <laughs> That's <laughs> wonderful. I haven't it read it. So God, I haven't read it in oh, easily a decade. Yeah, I should probably read it's it time. Now. Oh my it God, it's time. time. Reread okay. it. It's so good. You will be disturbed by how good it is upon. Yeah, it. it's just so Fantastic. good. Um, 
All right. Amy, thank you so much for coming on. It's always so much fun to have you on. I have really enjoyed this energy that you've brought onto this episode. Um, Once again, everyone, I will link to the collectors down below. It's September 19th. Yep. That was it. Okay. So yeah, you've got a month to pre-order it. And remember everyone, pre-orders matter. They really help book out. Um, and you've got I, an extra note? I do. I have an extra note on that that I do have on my website. Is that true? Mm. Is that even true? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Where is it? Is it, I have somewhere, probably on my link tree or something yeah. on my social media. I have a link to pre-order this from my hometown independent oh, bookseller. They will ship. They ship internationally. Um, they is have, it Aaron's books? It's, it's Aaron's books. You okay, got so it. that is on your website. I have double yeah. checked. Yeah, it's on it's, your website. It, we'll link to it. Thank we'll you. Link to it. That would be perfect. Excellent. Um, Thank yeah. You. So there you go. Thank you so much, Amy. And thank you so much to everyone for hanging out. We'll talk to you in our next episode. Bye. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Well, how great was that? Huh? <laughs> that was cool. the best. <laughs> thank you so much to Amy, to AS King for being on our podcast. Yes. We feel very grateful to have had you on. And we feel uh, very lucky for everyone listening who now knows about your book. Mm. So if you want to um, check out that new book or learn anything about it, we'll have lots of details in the description of the podcast, on the YouTube channels, on the show notes. Yep the whole song and dance and we'll also link to amy um her instagram because you can follow all of the news there Mm -hmm. so thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode and we will talk to you all next week Bye. bye